seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Palmentier of W. Palmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with The Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. So today... We have a very, very interesting guest with us to talk about Innovate Newport and as well as some guerrilla marketing. Tooney Shortner is with us today. And Tooney has had a rather interesting and varied career path. She has uh, been a contributing writer to the Rhode Island Small Business Journal, co-founder of the Hive co-working space down in South County. <laughs> I can't. It's interesting about South County. I only recently found out there is no such thing as South County. Um, <laughs> I always cor- correct people on that one. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a technical so. thing. Tooney has also been the chief marketing officer of the mill at Lafayette. She is Rhode Island's economic gardener, has her own consulting business for marketing, and is the director of entrepreneurship and innovation right here at Innovate Newport, which is where we're podcasting from today. Tooney has been gracious in letting us use one of the uh, conference rooms here to set up and do our podcasting for the day. And if you haven't had a chance to check this place out, you really need to get down here. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It is a very cool place. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Tooney. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me on. As you know, I am a listener of your podcast and I love it. Uh, You give lots of great tips and you have lots of great guests. So I appreciate it. Um, so you want to know a little bit about me? Yeah, I mean, we kind of ran down the resume there. Sure. You've done a lot of different things. Yep. Uh, yeah, fill us in a little bit. So I am a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> I have a lot of experience owning businesses um, from a landscape business when, well, actually I had a lawn mowing business in college. I've, I've done it all. I've owned two coffee houses and a restaurant. I call uh, the first one my first MBA, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and in my second act at 51, with a, kind of a large resume there, as you pointed out, I am leading a very intentional life and in doing my part as Rhode Island's economic gardener uh, to help Rhode Island-based businesses grow and therefore to help the Rhode Island economy grow. So um, I do that through my small business consulting practice, TS Consulting. Uh, which I focus on ex- established Rhode Island-based small businesses. I do a nice. lot of volunteer work and mentoring. Um, I help, I'm help. i part of the innovation economy, so I, I do a lot of um, mentoring for startups. <clears throat> but the majority of my TS clients are established small businesses. And, um, and then I founded the Hive RI, which I used as a guerrilla marketing tool to be the vehicle that continues to um, grow the community-based economy at the Mill at Lafayette. So we have a 72,000-square-foot mill complex that um, six and a half years ago when I co-founded The Hive was at 42% occupancy. Mm. So I used guerrilla marketing to rebuild the mill and create what I call a community-based economic development initiative. So we are now at capacity pretty much and have over 100 businesses in the mill. That is fantastic. And so through that, which happened very organically and intuitively, um, I became an economic development person, and that's why I'm here. So 
this uh, we, we're going to talk about this later, I guess. Yes, right? yes. Okay. I do like the title, uh, you know, Rhode Island's Economic Gardener. That's got a really nice descriptive element to it, you know, and what you do where you, you basically you're starting things, you're planting seeds, you're helping them grow, and then you move on to the next little plot and you plant more seeds. So that's, I think, a Plus great... Plus, I, I did have a landscape company, too, so I can, <laughs> well, there you go. I can also, you know, uh, design, install, and maintain gardens. <laughs> so I, help, I always say I help businesses grow from the inside out and the outside in, and that has a double meaning. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So talk to us a little bit about the history of Innovate Newport, the, the new initiative here, um, right here in Newport. How did this come to be, and what was your, your role in this? So this is a team sport, and um, a lot of people have had their sleeves rolled up for a really long time to make something like this happen. So this is a public-private partnership. Uh, it's a very important project that I've been a big brand champion of since I first heard about it about five years ago from one of the partners. And um, they needed someone uniquely qualified for what I call this leg of the relay. This isn't a normal executive director position. I gave over 600 hard hat tours. And during construction with no bathroom in the middle of the winter, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, they need someone who can, you know, um, is a proficient juggler for this leg of the relay. So um, going back to the beginning, um, I, from historical interpretation, I think Keith Stokes was originally the first person when he was the director of the Newport Chamber that came up with the idea. Paul Carroll, who was head of um, civic investments, I believe that was his title for the city of Newport, really kind of drove this. Um, but it's a partnership between the city of, and, and among many, many other people, um, right. Senator Whitehouse is, and, and Rally. Um, in his office have been instrumental in making this happen. Uh, this is what I call a public, 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 private funded project. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, the city of Newport is the biggest stakeholder. They got the most millions invested in it and they own the building. And I was just meeting with the superintendent of facilities as we're open now and managing it. Um, they're awesome and innovative. And I give the city manager and the mayor and the city council and this is just the best city to deal with. I'm, I couldn't be happier working on that team. Um, it's also funded by a federal EDA grant, so public, public. It's also funded by a Rebuild RI tax credit, public, 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 and a Van Buren Charitable Foundation grant, which is the private part. So that's the initial funding. Okay. And then the partners are the city of Newport, the Newport County Chamber of Commerce through their 501c3, which is the Newport County Development Council, and then uh, the, the Economic Development Foundation of Rhode Island which is a nonprofit uh, developer partner. So Scott Gibbs, the lead there, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, uh, managed like the initial funding mechanisms and does the reporting and all that stuff. So well, like you said, it's a real team sport. It is Man. a huge team A lot team of players sport, yeah. in this. The, the ribbon cutting was like, um, it's funny, the groundbreaking was one of my favorite groundbreakings, even though it was like a frigid cold day, gray in April. It was like kumbaya and high fives <laughs> and like all the dignitaries were like excited. This is finally happening. And it was, it was really, um, it has a lot of positive energy. And then the ribbon cutting, uh, Senator Whitehouse really summed it up. He said everything about this project, it's been like, you know, I'll say ice picks in the eyeballs. That's not what he said. But, you know, every time we came here, it was like gray and rainy and cold and <laughs> snowy and, and, you know, all kinds of negatives, you know, and, yeah. and then the ribbon cutting and I manifested this and I wore a bright yellow <laughs> dress. The sun came out and it was like the most glorious day. It's it's a good project. It's an important project. Well, for see the that region. plays in with the whole economic gardener thing too. You made the sun come out, <laughs> wow. right? I kind right? of did. <laughs> I, I, you know, a lot of hands in this. Uh, it's a repurposed 
school building, right? Uh, you guys have done a fantastic job in creating this space here. What would you say are the top top three goals of this Innovate Newport? So this is what I call, so this is a, a renovated historic school. It, um, the groundbreaking originally was 1921. It opened in 1923. It was a city of Newport K through six elementary school. I've given uh, lots of alumni tours. It's pretty cool. Nah, um, that's cool. From younger people to, you know, 80 somethings. And it's, so it's pretty exciting. Um, this, the goal is to, I call it an important cog in the collective wheel that continues to diversify and strengthen this region's economy. So this is a local city of Newport, regional, greater Newport region, which this, the Newport County Chamber of Commerce is very, very um, focused on regional development, as well as the statewide. We're part of the, the statewide economic development strategy, too. So um, we are... And I can go further into one third. We took about a third of the space and made those prime office suites. Mm -hmm. We've had those spoken for since November. They, uh, we have four tenants on the main floor. One tenant has all the square footage, office suite square footage on the right. top floor. Uh, the four on this floor moved in in April. Inspire Environmental moved in on May 31st. Mm. Uh, then we, I call it the law of thirds kind of here. So yeah. if you think about our revenue strategy, our growth strategy, our focus, it's like a third is the office suite tenants, our anchors. A third are the co-working memberships, and a third are these meeting and event spaces. And they overlap, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's part of our strategy. Um, the way we've designed this, as you pointed out, it's a stunning design, isn't it? Yeah. The yeah. juxtaposition, like in this room alone, right behind me, we have um, the original uh, frame for the chalkboard, mm -hmm. which where we couldn't save the chalkboards, which we have tons of chalkboards in here that are original. We put whiteboards. And then right behind me over here is a beautiful, heavy wooden built-in. So we were able to... Um, not only keep those historical, um, you know, right. There's uh, a lot of features, nice touches, but the way the designers juxtaposed, like the glass wall and skylights and all the glass, it's it's really a yeah. pretty design and it's a very functional design. It's very very cool, and I am absolutely stealing one of those red chairs because I think <laughs> those are so awesome. The privacy chairs, everyone loves those. He loves them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we still have a uh, boomerang with you. Right yeah, we do. <laughs> They're just very very cool. So. You, at the beginning, you talked a little bit about guerrilla marketing that you did to develop the hive mm -hmm. and uh, the mills. And you did a little bit of that here with Innovate Newport as well. So before we dive into you know, specifically what you did, I think for some of our listeners, they may not know what guerrilla marketing is. So let's just take a few minutes and talk about, all right, what is that? Well, so there's been books written about it and... Um but I, uh, to simplify it, uh, making the most out of the least, right? And I'm a small business specialist. First and foremost, like, I, I love, that's the backbone of our Rhode Island economy. And even though I'm a part of the innovation economy, I'll always have a sweet spot for those small businesses. And small businesses are lean, right? And I grew up an entrepreneur. My parents were entrepreneurs. They were friends with entrepreneurs before it was cool, right? So the world is finally <laughs> catching up to what I've always been. <laughs> um, you know, but... Uh, you know, if you're a big organization, you have sales teams and marketing teams and never the two shall meet, which is a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And in small businesses, we all know, um, sales and marketing go hand in hand, which is the way it should be. Right? Sometimes it's the same person. Yes. <laughs> Oftentimes it's the same, same person, person. Yeah. you know, but the, you know, or, or a tight team working on that. So having said that, I, I think of guerrilla marketing, which just comes naturally to me because it's what I've always done. You make the most out of the least. Right. Okay. So when I, for instance, the hive, I needed a car and I was like, hmm, you know, I was uh, recently divorced, rebuilding my life, single mother, three kids. Mike Baker, the owner of the mill complex, um, was underwater, 42% occupancy. I needed a car. So I ended up 
strategically buying an older black bug convertible. And then we had it lettered by Sinorama for like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And that was the best guerrilla marketing tool. So I, bugs are cute. <laughs> you know, I'm goofy, right? right My right. blonde hair, the top down, and it, it st- stopped at a streetlight. People would say, what's the hive? You know, the hive RI. Southern, yeah, yeah. Rhode, Island, Southern Rhode Island, not South County. Southern Rhode Island. <laughs> co-working space. You've been corrected, Justin. And people would stop me in the grocery store and say, hey, I saw you get in the car. What's the hive? Very cool. You know, um, so that's an example of a guerrilla marketing tool, right? It didn't, I had, I needed a car anyway. It was a beater. I ended up, that was my favorite car. I had to get rid of it because it would have cost more to have it pass mm. inspection than it was worth. But it was literally one of the best guerrilla marketing tools. And then there's just, you know, relationship marketing. Like here... This started out a two and a half million dollar, I believe, two year kind of envisioned project. Seven years later, we're open (laughs) and we're up near eight million dollars and growing. This is a historical renovation. Mm -hmm. You know, we had roof leaks when we opened, so we're dealing with that now. So it's Mm -hmm. um, so it's it was well funded, but it's not enough. So I have 100 percent executed a guerrilla marketing strategy here and I continue to. And, um, you know, that's part of the reason I'm here for this leg of the relay, I guess. So what were some of the... Oh, I'm sorry, Alicia. You were, just dive in. I thought you were going to ask a question. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I was going to say, but where do you get started when you have all this on your shoulders? So you were in charge of... You know, you said you were doing the tours and working with all these people. And now the marketing is on your shoulders and, and you have to get started somewhere. So how did you even begin? The city. I love the city. Um, so because the city is the biggest stakeholder, they had resources that I was able to, you know, grab onto, <laughs> like identify, like, okay, I need a logo because I need business cards and right. we need a website. Um, so soon after I started in August 1st, um, the city hired their first ever director of communications, who is a rock star. He has a journalism degree from Columbia. He's a cool dude. He's an epic writer. He kind of came in right when I was like, okay, I'm drowning over here. I need some help. And um, he was very, very helpful. You know, partnering with him in Worldways Social um, Marketing had a contract with the city, so I was able to kind of glom onto that resource a little bit. So that was the initial, you know, marketing as we're talking about marketing help. But I'm a relationship marketer, so a lot of what I've done for the marketing and communications is relationship based, right? And that's what I do for a living. I used to run a PR department for a marketing firm, and you know, it's relationships with with the press. And, you know, sending out pitch letters and press releases. So Tom uh, Shevlin, the director of communications, definitely helped with that. And, um, and the Chamber of Commerce is a partner in this. So sent, distributing through their, you know, resources was helpful. But a lot of it has been, um, <laughs> you know, uh, just figuring out as you go. And, and I'm very good at identifying, you know, as anyone who knows me know, I do a lot of stuff. And people always say to me every day, how do you do everything you do? And it's... It's a lot, but I'm very strategic. That's my first strength finder, strength strategy. And um, it's all interconnected, right? I'm focused, hyper-focused on Rhode Island. Anyone who knows me knows that I represent the southern Rhode Island region, which I include Newport County in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all kind of the same stuff I do. It's just where my focus is. Like right now, I'm hyper-focused on Innovate Newport. So, um, yeah, so I just have, I, so I was going to say, I'm pretty good at identifying what's critical. What, what I shelf and what needs to be dealt with right away. Did you start the marketing, like how far in advance before the actual opening of the building? When did you launch the marketing? So when you say the marketing, what specifically are you talking about? I guess, uh, you know, when did you start putting it out? When did you start building those partnerships and inviting people into, I guess, 
you know, to tour the building or get the memberships? When did that really start to initiate? Right, because at, at marketing is everything, right? Mm. And all I know who your audience is, right? And they and they probably know what we're talking about. So marketing is all-encompassing, right? So it's relationship-based. And I happen to ha- be a lifelong Rhode Islander who's plugged into a lot of different um, organizations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, there was a base strategy already for this and, you know, a list of deliverables I was responsible for. Gotcha. And building the community is part of that. And and as I described earlier, and I call it Toonie's butterfly effect because it seems like every project I have, this represents, I'm always focused like hyper-locally and then it spirals out. So, you know, this first and foremost, the city is the biggest stakeholder in this, which means the stakeholders are the residents of Newport, right, and the businesses that live here, and then the greater Newport region, and then Rhode Island. So I just focused focused the whole marketing strategy that way, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking fast and slow. I don't know if anyone's read that book. It's a great book. Like, mm. That's the kind of marketing I do. I'm constantly thinking fast and, fast and slow. Maybe you time. could expound on that a little okay. bit. Okay, yeah. so, um, you know, there, there's reaction and, and being, so it's being reactive and proactive at the same time. I think that's the easiest way for people okay. to understand that, right? So you have to react to what you have to react to. Sure, if it's sure. like, if there's a ball on fire, I got to put it out, yeah, right? If there's a leak in the roof. You got you to gotta deal with that. Can, that. That becomes critical at that right. time. And then next, because there's always 5 million things to do. Uh-huh. And um, until recently, it was just me. I ended up with a Salve intern who was like an angel from heaven. Um, my first business student. I always have marketing communications, you know, PR, mm-hmm. and um, and what I needed was someone like Jordan from Salve Regina University, and <laughs> Salve Regina is a key partner. So back to your question, though, we have early identified partner organizations that were already, you know, in the mix, in the strategy, in the strategic growth plan. So I just started executing, developing relationships, or having those conversations with those strategic partners that were identified prior to me coming on board. So that's really where it started. And then all the organizations and people I already know mm-hmm. um, that I knew would be interested, started reaching out to them, inviting them for tours. And then and then the early PR that we got, Providence Business News is a good friend of ours. You oh, know, nice. I, um, they, they represent the state so well. And, you know, and then that happens. And, like, li- literally, like, you know, you keep throwing the spaghetti against the wall and stuff happens. And, yeah. you know, um, we have a, a member here that read an article in Newport this week. She was at the dentist. She reached out to me on LinkedIn, connected with me. We set up a meeting at Empire Tea and Coffee, which was my interim office when I was managing this and mm-hmm. where the bathroom was. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we had a meeting, and you know, she's she's since become a member. Um, we have the we had there the Fen chair, which is a, a chair for um, uh, stand up desks. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I've seen so that. So they're out. members here, and um, and I've roped her into our VMS mentor team, and so there's a lot of that wow. going on, you know. So it's um. I call it anyone old enough to remember the Vidal Sassoon commercials. Mm-hmm. And she told two friends, and she told two friends. Yep. And anyone who's read Seth Godin's This Is Marketing yeah. or mm-hmm. follow Seth Godin, that's wow. the way Excellent. I market, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's about depth, mm-hmm. um, which creates breadth, right? And it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm into quality over quantity. Yeah. So I just continue to execute that strategy. We'll definitely have to list a couple of the books that you um, mentioned in the show. Oh my God. You should see. Give us your top three. Top three. Top three. (laughs) I just said thinking fast and slow. That Um, sounds like a great one. Yeah. And um, all of Seth Godin's books. Yeah. I like probably purple cow, right? That's a classic. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Oh, geez. Um, one of my favorite business books is Roadmap to Revenue. Um, and there's really just like one chapter in there that everyone needs to read. Um, actually, Kristen Javago, who I met through Newport Interactive Marketers. Um, Newport Interactive Marketers is a partner organization here, by the way. Suzanne McDonald. Kristen Javago lives in Jamestown, and she's a, a global marketer. And she and her husband own one of the first, I believe, um, social media marketing companies in Silicon Valley. And wow. um, they're retired to Jamestown, and she's still relevant and wow. she talks about a lot of cool things in that book so roadmap to revenue is one i often recommend um, i'm a lifelong mba student leadership and management student so you know i listen to a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. favorite mm -hmm. one is masters of scale it really pertains to you know and the latest episode he interviews gwyneth paltrow on becoming an entrepreneur in, wow. in her second act in life very interesting and of course tim ferris Yes. Um, and Marie Forleo, and on and on and on. I've and, heard and, other people nice. mention that podcast, yeah. Masters and of Scale. Marketing Essentials podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no yep. brainer. And, and we didn't have to pay her for that one. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. I like all the Freakonomics books. Yeah. I'm a huge oh, yeah. Freakonomics fan. I listen to that podcast. because I'm, I'm a student of uh, history, economics, and social psychology. There yeah. you go. So, Which go right into marketing. Exactly. There's so many That's what we do, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, and I ask because I think, you know, for the listeners or the businesses who are trying to, to, to do their own marketing, to bootstrap, to start something, you know, when do you start? Because I think a lot of businesses get caught up or they just, they're thinking, let me get, you know, filed, let me get my legal documents, let me like, and they don't think about the marketing from the start. So you should be planning from the start. What yep. is that base plan? And like you said, what is fast and slow? What do you have to take care of right now? Yep. And what can you And it's different for everyone up? because mm -hmm. so um, so I would say identify your resources. And if anyone has any questions, um, reach out to me, director at innovatenewport.org or tunishartner at gmail.com or Google me. Um, I, sorry, there's noise upstairs. That's, you, you um, that's the about dedicated that. desk room <laughs> you above us. About yeah. That. I mean, this is an old school building. We have really cool original wood floor but it's a little loud for podcasts. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of resources that I beg you guys to, if you need help, reach out to me. I can help you identify what resources you need. SBDC Small Business Development Center is a great free resource. Josh Daly, our regional consultant, is here with clients right now. Mm -hmm. um, out of here, he works, uh, his office is at URI. I let him use the Hive for meetings. Um, they're a great resource. I'm a mentor and on the board of VM, V as in Venture, mm -hmm. M as in mentoring, service of Rhode Island, vmsofri.org, is, um, is an amazing organization. It's an MIT program that um, I was part of the leadership team that was lucky enough to go to MIT to train with their VMS. And um, wow. there's so many resources. So first and foremost, I would say, know what you're doing. Reach out to someone. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many uh, chambers of commerce that can help you. So where do you get started? Um, I like to share what I do with all my clients. So okay. whether they're a coaching client or a consulting client, a long-term retainer-based client, and we revisit this, I call it phase one, because okay. before you can execute a content, digital marketing, SEO strategy, you have to know um, who you are, what you do, why you do what you do, what you're good at, where your weaknesses lie, um, and then you have to identify, so that's your differentiator and unique value proposition, right? doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're a coffee shop and across the street's another coffee shop, as long as you're super clear, uh, self-awareness, I call it the self-awareness right. on, mm -hmm. um, on what your differentiator is and, and what you're good at, what your clients or customers love about what you do. Like this is all the stuff I do with all my clients and constantly revisit, right? At least quarterly, I recommend you revisit this. And then audience identification is part two of phase one. Who is your ideal target audience? You know, are you um, 
a, a tanning salon, spray on tans that focuses on women 22 to 35, you know, like you have to identify, or do you have different buckets of ideal target audience? And then where is their attention? And then we move into the, the pillars, the best practices of digital marketing strategies. Sure. Beautiful. I think in, in regards to guerrilla marketing and working with small businesses that are lean, they have a lean budget and they got to work with. This what, is a lean startup. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which right? is crazy because it's such a big project. Right. Yeah. And, and a huge building and massive revenue to get this thing where it is today. But I'm just now, mm-hmm. you know, building systems and processes. It won't always be a lean startup. And mm-hmm. this is many things, right? Because it is an economic development initiative as well as, as you guys can see, a world-class innovation center. We Beautiful. have members here yeah. that work all over the world and say this can stand up to any space anywhere. Mm-hmm. It is a, So it's confusing, right? Because it's an $8 million world-class innovation center, but it's an economic development initiative to help yeah. grow the, the cities, the region, and the state's economic you know, economy. Yeah. But I, I like what you said about, you know, work with what you have available. Mm-hmm. Look around, find out what your resources are locally. For, yep. for a lot of small businesses, a lot of them have been where they are. You know, they, they, the owners live in a particular area, they've been there for a while, so they're probably not even aware that, hey, I've got resources right here at hand that I'm not even aware of. You know, take advantage of what's around you. Work yeah. with what you've got. You I know, feel like Rhode Island has a lot. Like, we have so much. So many, mm. and there's more, and there are always, you know, I feel like there are new things out there from, you said the SB, did you say that? S- SBDC, CWE has great pl- programming. Most yep. of it's free. Um, you know, chambers of commerce often score. can guide you there. Score. Yep. Um, Our show notes are just going to be off the charts <laughs> this time. We're going to have so many links. And there's so many of us that share content, right? right. Whether yeah. it's us or Gary Vaynerchuk, mm-hmm. there is content out there. You, you just right. use look it. For it. You got to look for it. On my LinkedIn, I have so much old articles that are embedded in my LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Basic marketing 101. Go connect with me on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. read my stuff. Um, right. re- listen to your podcast like where we share mm-hmm. that's and we're also collegial in the state right we are right. all yeah. and and go to someone like one of us and and i might say oh you know you need you really need to hire spark social because those guys have it going on and, and that's you know or you go see justin you need branding you know um so reach out you i gotta I, throw I, some love bills away too <laughs> duh, look at bill with all this text and you're amazing <laughs> Uh, didn't I already say? I said it off. That's why we love people like you. That's okay. But it's like, it's true. You have to start somewhere mm-hmm. and you may not have a budget when you first start out. So look at your resources mm-hmm. and come up with a base plan and then start to build things in as the budget and the revenue grows. You can, you can start checking things off your list, but you have to get started with the marketing and yeah. people are afraid to do it themselves. And, and attend events. Um, I always say, go find your tribe. Yeah. You know, um, definitely sign up for our, our email newsletter, innovatenewport.org. You can sign up on any page of our website or email me, director at innovatenewport.org, and I'll sign you up. Mm-hmm. But we have free events, like every Tuesday. Now, um, we're very strategically acting. We're, we're a convening space that was needed in this region, and we're already busy, and that's great. But we're also, uh, so we're a bridge and a connector for existing programming, like Social Enterprise Greenhouse mm-hmm. has a regional person here building out the programming for here. So we'll have a lot of that through partner organizations and whatnot, but um, there's some branded uh, programming we're doing like Tuesday talks. So every Tuesday in our cafe, we um, invite our own community and the external community, anyone's the public can come um, and listen to a facilitated discussion on a wide range of topics. So we had Granny Squibs yesterday, the interim CEO and one of the owners 
came Granny Squibbs Iced Tea is a Rhode Island based company oh, wow. yes. okay, that's going into familiar. its 10th year and um, Jamie Shapiro the interim CEO is a dedicated desk co-working member here he's a business consultant cool. he came in with one of the new owners and they did a great presentation on how on their growth strategy mm-hmm. um, the different layers of their growth strategy and how they're taking a Rhode Island based company and they're scaling by focusing hyper locally it was very cool. And talk about guerrilla marketing. I mean, they didn't use that term, but that's what they're, they're doing, doing right now. Sorry about the noise, everyone. <laughs> Someone's moving upstairs. That's all right. Don't worry about so, it. So, you know, they're deploying their, their team, and they're a skeletal crew right now, but they're all all in. They have the right energy. They talked about the importance of energy and, and alignment of goals, and they're, um, it's really cool. They're going to be at the Folk Festival, but they, and they talked about cool. um, not just being at the Folk Festival, but part of their contract, like... They are the iced tea of the folk festival because oh, wow. that's where their demographic probably is too, and so, it's good for their brand sure. on yeah. multiple levels, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's it's touching locals mm-hmm. and branding local, and and then the recognition of saying we were at the folk festival. There's lots of reasons why that one's good. Definitely ties in. Uh, yes. Yeah, so. Wow. Cool. So yeah, I would say go to Tuesday talks. Um, go to you know, there's so many events yeah. and listen there to this is. podcast. You guys really do share. Yeah, a lot I, of I guarantee you, there'll be people that will be rewinding this episode because you packed so much information I think into this. Has to come back again. <laughs> yeah, no, we would we would love to have you back again. There's I mean, just too, so much out there that businesses can do, and I feel like we can keep talking on this topic forever. Yeah. Like. But, I, you know, the fact that we, we just covered one component today, you know, yeah. the guerrilla yeah. marketing, but I really like it because a lot of the people that are our audience are those lean small businesses 100%. and they're wondering like, okay, what do I do to get started? Yeah. So you gave, I think, some great tips, you know, work with what you've yeah. got, the long game of relationship, yeah. uh, you know, networking and marketing. And is, find help. Like elite athletes always have coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, I grew up in the horse world. Most people take lessons, you know what I mean? So, like, why wouldn't a business owner, like, I think that's a flaw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why wouldn't a business owner ask for help? And mm-hmm. there's so much out there. Oh, so, exactly. I was going to say, there's so much yeah. out there. Find your portal. And... I call myself a portal. And there are many of us around, right? That um, So find whoever it is that can right. put, point you in the right direction. Well, when I, in the midst of my networking for my business, I kept running into people that said, you have to meet Tooney. Oh, you don't know Tooney yet? You really got to meet Tooney. So your name came up quite a bit as I was networking. And obviously, you know, you're involved with some of the same organizations that I'm involved with, Social Enterprise Greenhouse for one of them. Designed by our own. Designed by our own. tag all these people. Oh, yeah, we're going to yeah. be tagging yeah. tons of people. Tagging. But, at, you know, as you take advantage of these resources and you go to these events and you meet more people, and especially in Rhode Island, you start to connect the dots between people and you start building that network, which is yep. critical yep. for your marketing long term. Yep. And there's a great group called The Lively Experiment on Facebook right now, uh, led by Adam Alpert. I was just in a great, two great events yesterday in Jamestown. Um, there's so much good stuff going on in the state. So congratulations for being a business here. Yeah. Yes. It's a good time to be in Rhode Island. <laughs> it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Tooney. We, thanks for being here. Like yeah. I said, we packed a lot in the 30 minutes. <laughs> So it's been great. Thanks for coming to talk to us. And if you mentioned it before, but if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how do they find you? On any social outlet um, or email me at director at innovatenewport.org. 
info at thehiveri.com. Okay. Um, you know, and Twitter and LinkedIn. Definitely LinkedIn. You know, connect with me on LinkedIn. All right. So awesome. yeah, we'll definitely get those links in the. Uh, oh yeah, we'll, we're, we're gonna. The show notes are gonna be a mile long off for this one. So <laughs> who's writing this week? Resources, uh, resources, resources. Well, I see Alicia <laughs> taking a lot of notes, so I'm gonna say she's gonna be doing the show notes this time. Hey, uh, SEO high five. That's good link building stuff you got going there. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right. Well, I guess with that. We're at the end of another podcast. All right. So until next time, we'll see ya. See ya. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.